Amen. That's good. That's good. Greeting you with the Holy Words. Peace. Peace be multiplied. All right. We're doing six and seven. I'm combining them together. Remember, we're doing the 12 steps. The six is we are entirely ready to have God remove all of our defects of character. All right. Seven is we humble ourselves and ask him to remove our shortcomings. Now, whether we know it or not, we all have some defects and shortcomings. And it's, it's pretty easy to think about this. Some things is hereditary. We understand that, right? Like, let's just use sickness. Some people have, families have high blood pressure. Some have diabetes. And you, you inherit those defects uh, from the DNA. But then some things people bring on themselves. Is that right? And then, so what we want to talk about, and I'm going to use David here, uh, uh, what uh, he thought of himself. As we get to moving into David, you know, we all like the Psalms, and we think a lot about what David done, and, and we hear about him, you know, killing the giants and all of the victories he had. But there was another side of David also. Like the rest of us, there's another side of him. And so David gets, sometimes he gets a little... He, he got a little caught up in himself. Now, sometimes, you know what you need to do is think about what you're thinking about. That's right. That's right. Can I say that again? Yeah, sometimes you need to think about what you're thinking about, right? And so, because, see, sometimes we do the first thing, and we go by that impossible. So we need to think about it. And, and, and what that means, I said, thinking is a dangerous thing. Yes, and you got to be careful about your way of thinking. So, so let's just have some fun. Want to have some fun? Look at somebody and say, you need to think about what you're thinking about. You need to think about what you're thinking about. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so, so you know, that, that's, that's, something, that's something that you can use. Yeah, I know that's going to go on in some households. Come here, boy. You need to think about what you're thinking about, right? Girl, you need to think about what you're thinking about, right? And we need to do that sometimes because sometimes... Where we stand, we can't see things clear. Come on. And it takes somebody else to see those things for us or reveal those things for us. That's why we have spiritual counselors. We have counselors in these. And they will help us to find out if it's a... Because uh, usually we talk about our shortcomings. Well, they help us to find out, is it a defect or is it a shortcoming? And then we can work from there. All right? So we think about David. You remember David killed the giant. And, uh, uh, you know, he was, he was the man. Okay, he was the man, and sometimes you can get caught up into your own self, and, and you get to talking, uh, you see, you don't want to build yourself up too high, because that's a long way to fall. Yeah. All right, and so let's, see, let's see this, and we're going to have some fun with this, and we're going to uh, challenge ourselves and take a look at ourselves here. And so what we're talking about here is shortcomings and humbling ourselves, and the commentary says... We can trust God to remove our shortcomings moment by moment. It's, it's, it's uh, mo by what? Moment, moment by, moment. by moment. But we can trust God to move them. We can't move them. If we could have moved them, we would have never had them. All right? If we humble ourselves. Well, here's the key. You got to humble yourself sometimes. When you go to God, you got to humble yourself sometimes, and, 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 and humbling yourself sometimes, you got to, remember what I told you, you got to think about what you're thinking about. When you humble yourself, you got to get down here. All right, keep going, please. It says, and obey his word. And what? Obey his word. See, that's why people, the, the obeying the word is the hard part. All right, you understand what I'm saying? And we're going to find out this, okay? 
That means having faith in Jesus Christ to make up for our weaknesses in both character and action. And, and so we have to have faith in Jesus Christ to make up for our what? Weaknesses, weaknesses. And, and help us with our what? With our character. character. Now, we're going to deal with character pretty soon, but I always say character is who you are in the dark. That's right. You see? You, you understand? God, I tell you, God didn't move my personality. I still had the same personality before I got saved. He changed my character. That's, right. That's who I am. Does that make sense? When you're born again, that means your character has changed. Not necessarily your personality, because sometimes that personality, God uses that personality to, uh, uh, in the ministry, right? You know, I'm a fun guy, and I like all the fun stuff, and I use that up here. That's my personality, right? But my character was not what you would want up here back in the day. All right, so I see. So he had to remove what? Change that character. Well, he's not going to change that character unless you do what? Humble yourself. Character is what? Moral excellence and firmness. A man of sound character. See, he's trying to cheat. took me from being shaky to being a man of what? Sound character. And you women, he, he wants you to have sound character. When you say men, they kind of like, let's get it. You remember here, we all go down together in here. We're all on the same. Now, yeah, so, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about uh, David's uh, character a little bit here, okay? Now, what happened here is David began to, you know, how many of y'all grew up with grandparents or, or parents? Because y'all kind of young. You remember when the old folk used to say, you're smelling yourself, boy? Uh, you, you, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> right, you know, oh yeah, mom would say that. Now, you're smelling yourself. You, better, you know, and then, then in the day, then that means something was coming if they had to do it again, right? And so they were talking about you thinking you big as me. Well, sometimes people, you know, they forget what they're thinking about it. And this is what happened to David. David really got to thinking he was a whole lot. Let's go with it. And uh, this is coming from Psalm 26, verse 9 from the King James. David said, gather not my soul with sinners. Oh, now look at David. Look at David. David said, Lord, don't gather my soul with them church folks. Them sinners, that's what he said. All right? Nor my life with bloody men. Or my life with bloody men. Now, he's a warrior, right? Come on here. He's, he's telling God who he is. And he's telling God where to place him in his life. That's what he's saying here. Then God, don't you put me with him. I ain't nothing like them. Here we go. In whose hands is mischief? Yeah, whose hands is mischief? And their right hand is full of bribes. And their right hand is full of bribes. This is David talking and praying, telling God who he is. Okay? But as for me. He said, as for me. I will walk in mine integrity. He said he's going to walk in who? Mine integrity. In his integrity. So he got this thing all figured out. He's going to walk in my integrity. All right? Redeem me and be merciful unto me. He said, redeem me and be merciful unto me. Now, here's what happens. Now, this is David talking, right? This is a good man talking here, right? Man, isn't that powerful that you can separate yourself from everybody else? <laughs> and tell God that, right? So that means that David lived a righteous life. That means that he didn't go... Sister Kim, that means he done it all right. He just got through saying that's who he was. Come on, you all, he didn't, you know, this wasn't me making this up. David just got through saying who he was, and he was telling God 
who he was. And here's what happened, and I'm going to have to, to move it up. Uh, I'm going to tell you the story. David was supposed, this guy that just got through talking like this, was supposed to go to war. But he took some time off. And when he took some time off, because he king, to go in and get ready. He a God man, he do it, he get ready. He got good character. He ain't like y'all. All right, all right? He's got good character, right? And so he took some time off, and he didn't go to war that day. And you know how when you wake up, you, you wanna, and if you got a deck, some of you got the deck, you do. I, do, I go outside and look at the, and stretch and feel the fresh air, you know, and look at the birds and look at all that, and yeah, that's a good thing. So David went up on the roof, and he was going to get some fresh air, and he's a sanctified, righteous, full of the Holy Ghost guy, you know. Can't nothing disturb his way of thinking. And so when he was stretching and doing all that, and he took a look, and he saw a woman bathing naked. This is Bible. Don't get all. <laughs> wow. He looked up on the roof and saw a woman naked, but knowing David, he could handle that. Now, you know, some folks in here, amen, couldn't handle that well. before they got saved and had to fight it when they are saved, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get so he looked at this. He looked over there, remember? And he saw this woman bathing naked, right? And he should have what? Went on back in and went to sleep. <laughs> but what he does is, because I'm telling you the story, and you can read it when you get to What he does is his curiosity got to him. And he saw how beautiful she was. And what we have, all that other stuff, you know. And all that stuff. She's naked. She, this is the Bible. She's out there bathing naked. And she was a pretty thing, right? And so David, instead of going on and going back, taking a nap, he goes and asks somebody, who is that woman, right? And they told him, it's one of your men's women. Uriel. It's his, it's his wife. Well, he should have stopped there, shouldn't he? Because of what he just got through saying. He ain't like everybody else. He just got through saying that, right? Well, the next thing you know, he said, well, I just want to talk to her. <laughs> right? Bring her to me. This is scripture. This is what he does. Sanctified. You know what I'm saying? Not like us. All right? Because he can handle it. He just got through saying who he was. Don't put me, mix me up with them other folk. Right? They brought her to him. He just wanted to talk with her, Right? And then we know the story is, right? He got in a relationship with her, affair we call it today, in a relationship with her, right? Mm -hmm. And she gets pregnant, right? When you read the story, and he didn't want anybody to find out about it, so he called his general in to say, hey, Euro, I think it's his name, uh, one of my guys, his wife, get him out of the battlefield and let him come home and spend some time with his wife. Scripture. This is this guy. This is this guy. Oh, yea, do I walk through the valley of shallow death? I shall fear no evil, for the Lord is with me. This is the guy that we really like, you know, who's different than us. He just told us he's different than us. Well, maybe some of you think you're like him, but most of us in here know that that's a bad situation to get into, right? And so I'm going to go with the story. He brings Uriel in. He brings the cabinet and said, I want you to put him on the front line, right? And the guy told him, said, I don't know if you need to do this, but I'm going to do what you say. They put him on the front line. And he gets and he, to get killed, right? Because he wants him to die and he gets killed and so blah, 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 blah. They put him on the front line and he gets killed. And David is free of that situation and circumstance because nobody knows 
but him and the general. Right? This guy, this guy that you all just heard uh, uh, talked about how good a man he was. Gather my soul with, he said, gather not my soul with sinners. Didn't he say that? Nor my life with bloody men. Did he not say that, bloody man? In whose hands is mischief? Mm. And the right hand is full of bribes? This is this guy that just got through saying all this. You understand? He said, but as for me, I walk in my own integrity. Integrity. That's what he said. Didn't he say that? And so he got away with all that, right? You see? Because, you know, none of us would be like this. And, and we read this guy. But remember I said, sometimes you need to think about what you're thinking about. Right? And then sometimes, you know, from where you stand, you can't see clearly. And so you have to be, we have to be very careful of who we think we are. Because our flesh will show you who we ain't. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so here we go with the story. There was a prophet named Nathan. Here we go. And this is coming from 2 Samuel, verse 12, beginning with verse 1 from the King James Version. And it said, And the Lord sent Nathan unto David. Now the Lord sent Nathan unto David, this man who didn't commit sin, who didn't do mischief, who walked in his integrity. And right. he came unto him and said unto him, There are two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. Now, there's two men in one city. One's rich and one's poor. All right? Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. All right? The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds. The rich man had many flocks and herds. But the poor man had nothing. He only had one. He only had one. Save one little ewe lamb. He just had one. He only had one. One. So he had his one. And the rich man had plenty. Okay? Which he had bought and nourished up. And, and the, it grew up together with him. And he took that one. Because that's all he had. Was that one. That he nourished and grew up with him. All right? And with his children. And with his children. Okay? It did not eat of his own meat, right. and drank of his own cup, and lay in his bosom, and, and was unto him as a daughter. He took care of this lamb as if it was a daughter. This is what the scripture says. Only one. The other guy's rich. This guy only had one. All right? And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock, mm -hmm. and of his own herd. To dress for the wayfaring man that was coming to him. For his own pleasures. All right. But took the poor man's lamb. He had plenty. He had plenty. But he took the poor man's lamb. Are y'all with me? He had plenty, but he took the poor man's. All right. And dressed it for the man that was come to him. Mm-hmm. And David's anger was greatly kindled against well, the man. Wait a minute. When he heard the story, David was saying, man, how could anybody do such a thing? I mean, David was upset. How could anybody do such a thing? I mean, you know, I'm not like sinners, and, but I'm upset about this story. <laughs> Stay with me, all right? And he said to Nathan, as the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing surely die. Whoa. He said, 
to Nathan, any man that done this, in my judgment, ought to die. Ooh. Well, but I guess he's right because he's talking about himself gathering my soul with sinners, and not gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men, and whose hands, my hands are not in mischief, and I don't bribe people. Mm. <laughs> That's what David said. Here we go. And what did the prophet say? And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because oh. he did this thing. Well, David's still talking. said he needs to give it back fourfold because he done this thing. And because he had no pity. Because he had no pity. But Nathan said to David, thou art the man. Whoa. And Nathan said to David, thou art the man, David. Isn't it something how we want to judge somebody else? Huh? Isn't it something how we want to judge somebody else? And they wrong. And when that thing comes back at us, and the prophet and the scripture said, no, you're the man. Couldn't be. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men, in whose hands is mischief, and in their right hand is full of bribes. Couldn't be me. Right. Prophet said, yeah, y'all, you, you the dude, man. It, this about you. You see, sometimes you need to think about what you're thinking about. Because from where you at, you might think you're invincible. You're living a lie, David. Things seem good right now, but you don't know what you'll have to face. Without the Holy Spirit, can you make a stand? We're going to go on and move on, but when you all get home, read the 51st Psalms. That's what he wrote after he'd done that. Watch out. Listen to me. Everybody look at my mouth. Be careful what you think of yourself. Because where you're standing now may not be where you're going to be standing if you get up on top of that roof and look over that roof. Come on. You see what I'm saying? You see, some folks need to keep it sleep. That's right. He should have stayed. He should have stayed. Took a longer nap. You see what I'm saying? But when he woke up, look at me. When he woke up physically and looked across that road, it woke up something in his nature. And when he woke up at in his nature, this man became like the very people he said he wasn't. Yes, he should have said this, gather my soul with sinners, my life with bloody men, my hands have done mischief, there is no right in my hands, my my hands are full of bribes, and help get me out of my own integrity, and have mercy upon me, and shower me with your grace, that's what he should have been writing, do you understand? All right, here we go, you learning something? Sad, isn't it? It could be any of us in here. It don't have to be sex. It can be power. It can be fame. It can be, yes, it can be a whole lot of other things. Be careful what you think of yourself. Is that fair? That's right. All right. And then be careful who you tell it. That's right. And, and y'all, y'all text now, right? And don't be texting it. Because <laughs> somebody going to bring it back up and say, oh, you the one? You the one that text this? You the one that put this on Facebook? You see? Okay. 
Because we're told in Romans 3 and 23. If you don't drop your head, they won't know I'm talking to you. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Right. All right. Don't give it away by like, oh, my God. Does he know something about me? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm pulling weeds out of my own garden. It ain't about you in my garden. I'm just giving you a message here, right? right. <laughs> All right. But we're told that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says, what? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You want to see a sinner? Look who's sitting next to you. And if you're too scared to do that, ladies, pull out your little mirror. That's right. You ain't got to go very far to find a sinner. Right. I'm saved, but I'm yet a sinner. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. And don't think too highly of yourself, because that's a long fall, all right? And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by, Je by Christ and Jesus. The only way you can get out of that is humbly go before God and put it, put it in his hands. That's the only way you can get out of that. All of us were born dirty. That's right. Yeah, that's why we have to be born again, because that first one didn't get it. You see, that first one is the DNA of our parents sometimes. Now, I can say this. So Y'all might be scared to say this. And the DNA of my father was the last thing I needed. Well. Do you understand? So I needed to be born again and get a heavenly father so that I could live like he would. I couldn't possibly live like God wants me to live with that old DNA. It's impossible. You can't shake it. You have to change that DNA. That's why it says be born again. All right, and you can't get there unless you're ready uh, for God to remove your defects of character. You got to humble yourself and ask God to remove your shortcomings. Does that make sense what I'm saying? All right. Let's look at the word humble, Pastor. Okay. Humble is a hard word for me. It's not proud, haughty, or arrogant. Not having or showing a feeling of superiority. You see, that's what it is. You, you understand? So y'all act like y'all don't know what it is. Let me tell you. I was all that in my own little world back in the day. You know what I'm talking about? I was, anybody else been there all that? Thought you were all of that back in the day. You see? You understand? You got, hey, you got to get down. You got to get down and humble yourself. Let me help you all right in here so everybody, so everybody feel good. Take a deep breath. All of us are sick, just not the same sickness. That's right. And we're working on that there. That's why we're doing these 12 steps. All right? And Pastor, being humble takes humility, <sighs> which is a feeling from pride or arrogance. It's the state of being humble. That's something to, to, to take, you know, not to have pride. And see, I've I done it right, see. I thought pride was a good thing. My mother and them used to say, those schools say, you say, have pride about yourself. You know, so I thought, you know, see, they didn't mean be proud. That's right. You, you see, and I said, I got pride. I ain't doing that. I, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Is anybody learning anything? Oh, here we go. So the Bible tells us in 1 John 1 and 8 that if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Where is that coming from? The Bible says if we claim that we're without sin, we lying. We lying. That's why we need Christ. 
That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? That's why if I don't stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, because, you know, Jesus is gone at the right hand of the Father. He left the Holy Spirit for us, right? If I don't stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you all remember that song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus? See, sometimes I sing, What a Friend I Have in the Holy Ghost. Because I need the Holy Ghost to befriend me. I need to be in a relationship with the Holy Ghost. The old folks call it the keeping power. Y'all remember that from the old church. I need that keeping power. So I need the Holy Spirit. Because if I don't have the Holy Spirit, I'm going to look at myself like David looked at himself first. But when the Holy Spirit mirrors me, uh, Sister Caressa shows me who I ain't. And then when the Holy Spirit shows me, then I have to make a choice. If I want to live in pride or if I want to humble myself with humility and get down on my knees and ask him to move my shortcomings and my defects. Do you understand what I'm saying? Did anybody ever try to be a good man in here and didn't make it? Yeah. Try to be a good woman in here and didn't make it? We failed, didn't we? We all tried that on our own. You can't make that on your own. That's, right. that's what David thought he did. He wrote it. Boy, he really praised himself, didn't he? He really thought a lot of himself, Sister Cozy. His brother was, he was above all us sinners in here. Huh? He didn't do anything. And look what, the very thing that he said he wouldn't do is the very thing that he wound up doing. It may have been years later, but he wound up doing. The very thing he said he wouldn't do is the very thing he wind up doing. And that's how it is. Without the Holy Spirit, you can talk that talk, but you can't walk the walk. The Holy Spirit will help you walk the walk. Does that make sense? You see? You see, people say salvation is free, but man, living a Christian life ain't easy. That's right. You know, it costs. You know, it costs, you know, because I don't know about some of you all, there are some things you don't even want to take off, shake off. But when you go before God, he takes some of those precious things that you like to do. That's right. Yeah. Aren't y'all glad that y'all had a pastor that was unsaved once? <laughs> huh? Ain't y'all glad y'all got a pastor that was dirty once? That had to be cleaned up? Ain't that, ain't that nice, you know? That's why God chooses. A lot of people say, why does he use those, pe- those pastors that's done everything? Because he wants somebody up there to tell you, I know how you feel. You see, you see, sometimes my life was so raggedy, he had to get a new improved detergent. Come on here. Come on. Let me tell you, this wasn't enough for me. I had to be baptized. I was baptized in the water. I went down and came up. And I'm going to show you how arrogant y'all's pastor was. This is a true story. It was on Easter. I went down in my suit. That is a true story. I went that. Yes, I did. If Sister Gwen would come in, she, she'd do like y'all doing. He, everybody knows my personality. Not, wouldn't I be the type of guy to go down in his suit? Yeah. And I came up. Uh, uh, I went down a dry, clean devil, came up a wet, clean devil. Because remember, I told y'all, I didn't get saved for 10 years after I, yes, didn't live nothing for 10 years. You understand what I'm saying? Because it took the baptism of the Holy Ghost to clean me up. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see? Because uh, I kind of thought I was like David there, the first one. All that. Well. Yeah, you know that. Come on. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, go ahead, read something so I don't I don't want I don't want to tell them too much. It won't be at church next Sunday. Uh, you can't tell everything about yourself. Yeah, because some folk can't handle it. Yeah, because, you know, we got some folk ain't got the Holy Ghost in here. 
So I, yeah, that, yeah, you know, oh, come on here. Okay. Here we go. God isn't looking for evidence on how good we are or how hard we try. Yeah. He only wants us to mourn over our sins. God just wants us to mourn over our sins. He wants us to be sorry and to mourn over our sins. You don't go to him clean. You don't go to him clean. That's right. You see, you, you can't go to him clean. You mourn. That's why he sent Jesus Christ. All right, keep going, please. And to mourn is the expression of deep sorrow. He wants us to have deep sorrow. Nothing got right in my life until I was sorry for the things I'd done. And I didn't get sorry for the things I'd done until I got baptized with the Holy Spirit revealed to me. When the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me who I wasn't. All right? You ever look at a mirror and you think you're looking good and you're dressed? And, and then you, you know, you get ready to go out. Ladies, you probably know more about this than the guys. You get ready to go out and then you go back and take another. I didn't know that was there. Come on here. Come on here. You know what I'm saying? You see, that's what, that's what happens when you get saved. You step out, and then the next thing you know, you find God sits at the mirror and says, no, 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 you got something else. It's kind of like when you brush your teeth and you don't floss. You don't brush them and you look in the mirror like that, and you find out there's something green there. <laughs> oh, you're laughing, but you're getting it. Right. Oh, you're laughing, but you're getting it. You see, you can't see everything clear where you stand. Yeah, you can't see everything clear where you stand. David couldn't see where he stood. That's right. And it took the Holy Ghost by a prophet to speak to him, to let him know who he really was. All right? He only wants us to admit our brokenness. He, he just wants to admit our brokenness. Don't, it ain't no shame to be in, in brokenness. That's why I like recovery so much, and I talk about recovery so much. Ain't nothing to be ashamed of broken. How are you going to be ashamed of being broken? with a whole bunch of other folks that's broken. You know why you come to church? People say this, I don't want to go to church because there's too many hypocrites in there. That's exactly what hypocrites ought to be. And you. <laughs> Isn't that right? That's exactly what we ought to be. You know, you know, I talk about it, you know, the other day when I said it, some people cringe. And I said, you know, when I was talking about, uh, we talk about our, our gay brothers and sisters and everybody talking about them coming out and people want to point fingers at them. I said, we need to have a coming out party. With the adulterers, the fornicators, the liars, the thieves, huh? The backbiters, the underminers, huh? The obese people. Let's everybody get together. And, and there was a movie, there was a movie I saw once about Malcolm X. Did some of y'all seen the movie Malcolm? And at the end of the movie Malcolm, and these kids get up and say, I am Malcolm X. I am a fornicator. I am an adulteress. I am a liar. I am a thief. You see what we're saying now? And all of us get together and we'll just all just, just come out. And then we'll come out and we'll come out and then the Holy Ghost will wash us out and wash us up. That's what the gospel's all about. You see? David, if you go on in Psalms 51, I ain't got time to do that now. In Psalms 51, David is a great Psalms in there. He had to ask God to repair his spirit. He asked God, yeah, he did. He asked God to put back in him the purity that he lost. That's right. That's and many, right. that's what we're in here for today. But you can't do that unless you are willing to admit and you are entirely ready to have God to remove your defects of character and be humbly asked him to remove your shortcomings. That's, right. that's what this that's lesson's right. all about. 
This is a hospital for sick folk. You see, this is a hospital for wannabes. You know what I want to be? I want to be clean. That's it. That's it. You see, I want to live the righteous. This is what we come here for. I want to end this. Where am I at? And it says, then he will not ignore our needs, but will forgive us, comfort us, he will for, he, and cleanse us. He'll forgive us and comfort us and cleanse us. I don't care what you think of yourself in the dirty way now. God will forgive you and comfort you, and he will cleanse you. And all you got to do is fall before him and repent and give your life to him. Okay. All right. And then we can say like David did in Psalm 103, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And I do this all the bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. And forget not all his what? Benefits. All right. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Thank God he forgave all my iniquities. Who healed all thy diseases. He healed all my diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. He redeemed, showing up, Jesus. Redeemeth my life from, reduction, from destruction. How many of y'all was going into a life of destruction and he redeemed you from it? You know what I'm talking about. All right. Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. And I'm good now because I got love and kindness and I have tender mercy. It's all started when I was willing to get down and ask God to remove my defects of character. And, I, and humbly, listen, I got down and said, remove my shortcomings. And guess what he done? He sent the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost took care of what I could not take care of. And what this Bible, could, I couldn't live up to this. You can't either. But with the Holy Ghost, you can. That's right. Amen to that, all right? Amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap. <laughs>